I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 562 of Practical Show done by a practical guy and that is me you know this is the highlight of my week being able to do this podcast and uh, i missed last week i got real busy and stuff was doing a lot of traveling for my real job but back in the saddle this week and i got some really fun stuff to talk about here and you know like i said i i very much appreciate you listening because it's definitely my favorite thing to do This show is brought to you by Keepers Concealment, the leading authority on appendix carry. Spencer Keepers is the best I've ever seen at appendix carry, at training people on how to carry appendix. And also, he and his company have the finest holsters for appendix carry. So check them out, keepersconcealment.com. They are a sponsor. Also, they are an affiliate of CCW Safe. Great legal protection that you need if you carry a gun every day. CCW Safe, you can get a 10% discount using the coupon code KC10OFF. As you know, Spencer has been a guest here on the Handgun World podcast very often. My other sponsor is Concealment Solutions, another holster company. And they make fantastic outside-the-waistband holsters, which I'm using this afternoon to carry my sig p365 xl concealmentsolutions.com they also make good inside the waistband hybrid they're not the appendix carry specialist but hey not everybody appendix carries and so if you don't check out concealmentsolutions.com and you can use the coupon code handgunworld for a 10 percent discount all of this will be in the show notes this week i want to talk about a pair of shadow systems guns a few months back i think it was more like four or five months ago i did a show on the shadow systems mr920 pistol the mr920 which basically is a real fancy glock 19 and i explained why i think that this fancy glock 19 is worth your while it's actually made by shadow systems out of plano texas so How about that? It's an American-made gun. And, you know, I just think that these are a huge improvement over a Glock pistol. You guys know I've been a Glock fan for many, many years. The Glock 19's always been my go-to gun. I am now pretty much 100... I'm 100% sold on these Shadow Systems guns. I'm 100% sold. So... Because I am that much of a believer, guess what I did? I purchased a DR920. I purchased another Shadow Systems gun, the DR920, which basically is the same size as a Glock 17. It's the same size and dimensions and a little bit lighter in weight than a Glock 17. And it's got all the Shadow Systems upgrades that make this a fantastic pistol. Uh, So it's identical in features to the MR920, but it's a little bit bigger. And it's a, a joy to carry. I just don't, you know, I 
I never have much of a reason to carry a gun smaller than a P365XL. And most of the time, I'm carrying my Glock 19-sized MR920, and I'll be carrying this DR920 quite a bit. So I want to talk about these. I shot this Shadow Systems DR920 in IDPA yesterday. Uh, what a great gun in IDPA. Now, the gun was fantastic. The shooter of the gun, that would be me, I really made some mistakes in the match yesterday. Uh, right from the very beginning, from stage one, I was supposed to shoot targets three times each. What did I do? I shot them two times each. And, I and, then, and then I tried to make up the third shot on each target. I pretty much had to because the penalties would have been so severe. But what a, what a brain fade that was, uh, shooting them two times when I was supposed to shoot them three times. It just proves that under pressure, when the buzzer goes off, and folks, you know what? People say, well, when the buzzer goes off, my brain goes to mush. Guess what? The buzzer is going to go off in a big way if you have to use your gun in self-defense, right? Would you agree? That buzzer is going off in the worst way possible. And we hope we never have to use our gun in self-defense, but if you do, you better be ready. Don't let your brain go to mush. Mine did. Mainly it's because I, I went three weeks without shooting. I never even went to the range to practice for three weeks. But I'll tell you what. Skills really diminish. They can diminish and they can diminish quickly when you don't go out and practice and don't go out and shoot. So it's a, it's a thing you have to do on a regular basis. You have to be consistent with it. You've got to be regular with it. Otherwise, your skills are going to diminish. Don't let that happen. So the DR920 by Shadow Systems, I, I want to discuss a little bit because even though I did a full and complete review on the MR920, I want to say a few things here about the DR. DR means duty roll. So it's a duty size pistol, Glock 17 size pistol. They take Glock magazines. These guns take Glock magazines. and You know, you see a lot of Glock copies. Lots of them. There's probably a hundred different Glock copies on the market today. And some of them are direct copies. I mean, there's not much difference. You could say the same if you, if you take apart these Shadow Systems guns. You could look at the internals and say, wow, that's, that's a Glock. Now, there are some significant improvements, which I talked about in the previous episode when I reviewed my MR920. In fact, if you want to go back and listen to episode 550, this is episode 562. If you want to listen to episode 550 is when I did my full review of Shadow Systems MR920. I'll be doing a YouTube on these two guns pretty soon. I wanted to wait. You know, a lot of people have reviewed these guns, but there aren't very many people who have reviewed both of these after shooting them extensively. So that's what I'm going to be doing. That's what I'm doing right now. And then that's what I'm going to be doing coming up pretty soon on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. Search Handgun World on YouTube. Now, I did not put the magazine well on this gun, uh, on the DR920. I don't think it needs it. It's already got a pretty good fla a flared magwell already. I did not put the magwell on because I just don't think it needs it. I did put it on the MR920 only because it helps my grip. 
helps my grip a lot but otherwise I don't really need to have it on the Glock 17 size which is my DR920 because the grip is long enough where I get a full and complete grip on it anyway the one thing about the MR920 the magwell on this thing is it really locks my grip into place I'm all a, I'm all about leverage you guys have heard me talk about it before Something that not a lot of people talk about, but I am going to talk about it, and that is leverage. It helps you to become a better shooter if you have good leverage on the gun. And here's what I mean by leverage. It's a lot of different things. First of all, how does the gun sit in your hand? Does it sit high or does it sit low? One reason why a lot of people like Glock handguns or Glock style handguns they sit low. They have a low bore axis. Now, there's a lot of people that will argue that that doesn't make a difference. For me, a SIG gun, some of the other guns out there that sit high in my hand, they don't work for me. I used to have a Walther PPQM2. The Walther PPQM2, great gun, fantastic trigger. It sits too high in my hand. I had way too much muzzle flip no matter how I adjusted my grip and I was not able to control it as well as I could control a Glock. These, these Shadow Systems guns are very, very flat shooters. I mean very flat shooting guns because it's the way they're designed. The beaver tail helps. The grip helps. Uh, the angle is different than a Glock grip angle. So if you like the Glock pistol but doesn't, but you don't like the Glock angle, consider getting one of the Shadow Systems guns. Three different grip panels gives you three different angles. I just happen to like the one that comes out of the box. I like that. It feels it feels like an M&P only it has a better trigger, far better trigger. And it's got all the grip and frame modifications that you want to get a high grip on the gun and be able to shoot it fast and shoot it well. And so I, I did not put the magwell on. I am going to red dot most likely both of these as soon as I can get that fit in the budget. Both of these are going to become red dot guns. And I'm going to keep a Glock 19 in iron sight configuration and my Glock 34 in iron sight. I got the uh, I got the Bob Vogel Dynamics iron sight fiber optic front sight on my Glock 34. That's a fantastic setup. A great competition setup. I just think this uh, Shadow Systems DR920, if I want to carry a full-size gun, this is going to carry better than my Glock 34. It's much lighter. It's balanced. The other thing is balance. Balance has a lot to do with how much leverage you can get on the gun to control recoil. A lot of new shooters have a hard time controlling recoil. I really believe that a lot of factors come into play in addition to your grip. You got to have a good grip. You got to have the proper grip. Go to my YouTube channel on how to grip a pistol. Just YouTube. A lot of people have YouTube videos, good ones on how to grip a pistol. Spencer Keepers talked about it on my show. For all you Patreon members and all you Shooters Club members, Spencer Keepers, we did a uh, nice video on pure shooting. How to mitigate recoil. So if you're a Patreon member, thank you. If you're a Shooters Club member, thank you. You can check out the show notes, find out how to be a Patreon of mine. A lot of people have been signing up lately. Thank you very much. 
That's another way you can help keep this show going and support it. Shooters Club members. Hey, Ben and I just recently put three new shows on the Shooters Club. Ben got a chance to shoot a, uh, a brand new gun that he put up there. And he talked about that. He shot a new Colt revolver. New Colt Python. And he reviewed it. And he put that up on the... Uh, on the Shooters Club. And uh, then then we also did the 5x5 five five drill. And that video now is finally up on the Shooters Club. And then I recently put the second half of the John Payne interview that I did on shooting without much ammo. How to practice without much ammo. So that's an audio version. If you're a Patreon or if you're a Shooters Club member, you'll be able to listen to the second interview I did with John Payne. So the balance is important. You know, if you got a gun that's front-end heavy, that's one of the things that I had to criticize about M&P pistols. They seem to be top-heavy and even a little bit front-end heavy. The Glock 34 seems to, little be, seems to be a little bit front-end heavy. The balance of a Glock 17, I think, is better. And these Shadow Systems guns, they have great balance. They have lightened slides. I have the Elite version. They have lightened slides. And so it makes the gun overall lighter, and the balance is incredible. It's perfect balance. I mean, if you can, here's, here's a good test. If you can just grip the gun with the inside palm of your hand and then put your middle finger under the trigger guard and that's it and leave all your other fingers off and see if the gun balances you know does it tip forward does it stay straight or does it tip up it they, these things stay straight this gun stays straight all i'm doing right now you can't see it because it's an audio version but i'll put it on uh, YouTube. All I'm doing is I'm putting my middle finger under the trigger guard and I don't have any other finger touching the pistol. Just the palm of my hand. And it's balancing perfectly. Let me do the same thing with the MR920. Yep, it's balancing perfectly. So balance I think helps you control the gun. Weight helps you control the gun. The weight distribution Shadow Systems has mastered the weight distribution of these pistols. And there's another one I want to get. My goal is to get the MR920L. Then I'm going to have all three versions of the pistols they make. The MR920L has the shorter Glock 19 grip with the Glock 17 slide. So I get a better sight radius with the Glock 17 slide you know and that's the kind of gun to keep it as an iron sighted gun because you get the short grip which makes it easier to conceal but you get the full size full length slide which gives you makes it a little easier to shoot and i've had a chance to handle and dry fire the mr920l and it's great perfectly balanced again so what kind of leverage can you get on the gun for me, you know what, 1911s, they sit way too high in my hand. And when I shoot a 1911 in 45 caliber, it shoots high in my hand and it recoils and flips up a lot on me. When I shoot a well-balanced 9mm polymer gun that is well-designed, 
I can just I can shoot it a whole lot better. So nothing against 1911s. They just don't work for me. Sigs don't work for me except for except for the P365 series. I love them both. The 365 XL and the 365. Why? Guess what? They shoot low. I mean, excuse me. They don't shoot low. They sit low in my hand. They have a relatively low bore axis. All right? The way that the grip is shaped and the beaver tail that they have and everything, they sit down low in my hand like a Glock pistol, like a Shadow Systems pistol. So that's one of the reasons why I love them. And this, I think this P365XL, if you want to have a small gun, I think it's the ultimate gun. It really is. It, it just, there's not, I, I can't, I can't think of a small gun better than a P365XL. The Shadow Systems guns, I, the two I own are medium and full-size pistols. If you want a small gun, the P365XL, they seem to be everything you need. I mean, you just don't need anything more out of the box. And the other thing I like about these three guns I'm talking about right now, the two Shadow guns that I have and the SIG P365XL, out of the box, they're ready to go. You don't have to make any modifications. How cool is that? I'm becoming a big believer in buying guns that out of the box you don't have to modify. Nothing. They have great sights, night sights, good grips, good triggers, good magazines, and they're just they're ready to go. You don't have to do anything to them. I think that's big. I think there are a lot of new shooters these days and not new shooters buying guns, and they don't want to go out and get them modified after they spent the gun. Sometimes everybody's or sometimes a person who's a new shooter, they spent all their money. They spent the, all the budget money they had buying a gun in the first place. Especially a lot of new gun owners. If you're a new gun owner and you still haven't bought your first gun, I'm going to recommend that you take a look at the SIG P365. And maybe even the M&P Shield Plus. Okay? You're not going to have to do anything to those guns when you buy them. But I'm going to give an edge to a P365 uh, by SIG because it's got night sights on it already. Night sights that also work fantastic in the daytime. So you don't have to modify them. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. They just don't want to modify their guns. Now my absolute all-time favorite gun happens to be a third generation Glock 19 that I own, but it is highly modified. And I spent two years getting that just right for me. Uh, you know, the reason it took a couple years, I had one knucklehead on YouTube asked me why did it take two years when I reviewed the gun. Well, the reason it took two years, idiot, is I didn't have the budget money to do it all at once. That's why. Okay, I, I run my life and my fin finances on a budget because it makes sense. Makes good sense to run on a budget. So that's what I do. So that's one reason why it took two years. Plus, I had to send it off to three different people, three different companies to get some modifications done on it. So anyway, that happens to be my favorite gun, but it's highly modified. A lot of people don't want to do that. So I like these Shadow Systems guns. I like the new SIG guns, the small ones that are out. I don't particularly care for the 320. The 320 sits too high in my hand. That's just my personal opinion. That's just me. I'm not saying the 320 is a bad gun. It's very popular. A lot of people do quite well with the 320, and they actually do very well with the 320, and that's great. 
if that's a good gun for you, then, then get and shoot the SIG P320. But I look for the guns that sit low in the hand and have the good grip modifications or I modify them myself. And they come out of the box with good sights. That's so important. Coming out of the box with good sights. That's incredibly important. I think that is one of the top three features that you need to look for in a self-defense gun. Or are you going to have to spend another hundred bucks to put good sights on the gun? Glocks, they have unacceptable, terrible sights out of the box. That's one of the bad things about a Glock pistol. M&Ps, eh, the sights are okay. They're usable. They're just okay. They're not great. Same with the Walther guns. And eh, the sights are just okay. Now, there's some Walther guns you can buy out of the box that have fiber optic front sights. There you go. If you can find that and buy that and you can afford it, get that one. But check the sights on the pistol. And ask yourself, you know, if I buy this gun, I like it, but does this mean I have to go spend another $100 changing out the sights? And if you don't ha know how to do it or you don't have the tools to do it, you might have to pay another... $25, $30 for somebody to put the sights on the gun for you and line them up right. So now you got a little bit more money invested in the gun. That's something that you got to answer for yourself. Just I want to throw something out there to think about. So another thing I want to say, um, you know, the Shadow Systems guns, they give you a couple of the Magpul magazines. And I think that's cool as well. I, I'm a big believer in these Magpul magazines. The I think the model numbers are GL19 or GL17. They're the Magpul magazines that are meant for Glock pistols. And you get these, well, you get two of these when you buy a Shadow Systems pistol. I like those magazines. Again, they're very lightweight. Lightweight is important. Weight matters. For you Patreon members, I did a video on how weight matters. Big time. Weight is everything in my opinion. Right? It seems like that in life. Not just in carrying a gun, but in our life. Weight's everything, right? Overweight's no good. It's no good on a concealed carry gun. It's no good on, a, on, on us as a person. Weight matters. They keep these guns nice and light weight for what they are, which makes it easier to carry. Especially if you're like me, you carry outside the waistband. Wow, light guns are great carried outside the waistband. The SIG P365XL is lightweight for what it is. A 12 plus 1 gun, 15 plus 1 if you get a different magazine, and the weight is still light. Can't beat that. So important. So let's see, what else can I say about these or about carrying in general? Um, um, I guess that's about it. That, that's all I want to talk about as far as the guns are concerned uh, here it is the date of this show is August it's being released on Sunday August 22nd so that means Texas is only 20 days away from constitutional carry right 20 wait no what am I saying 10 days 10 days away and uh, on September 1st 2021 constitutional carry is going to be legal in Texas no license needed 
Get yourself educated, though. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he's coaching. I think he was coaching one of his relatives uh, who plans to start carrying on September 1st when constitutional carry means no permit carry is legal in Texas. He was telling me a story. He asked he asked the family member that he was coaching on concealed carry. He asked him, what does the 30-07 sign mean in Texas? 30-07. The signs that show the, the code, the penal code 30-07. 30.07. He asked him, what does that mean? He didn't know. 30-07 means no open carrying on the premises. What's a 30-06 sign in Texas? Penal code 30.06 means no concealed carry. You need to know that stuff. You learn that when you take a Texas LTC or any LTC class in any state. So I do have a mild concern about people who don't know the law when they're carrying their guns. So I'm a big fan of constitutional carry. I am very glad that Texas has become the 20th state to allow constitutional carry. And I'm all for the fact that people do not need to have a license and a permission slip from their government to exercise their Second Amendment rights. I just want to add, please educate yourself. Please educate yourself. Why do you want to violate a law when you're trying to be a law-abiding citizen and carry a gun for self-defense? Know where you can carry. Know where you cannot carry. Know what the 30-06 sign means. Know what the 30-07 sign means. If you're not in Texas, know which signs are legal and which signs are not legal when they either forbid or allow concealed carry. Know the places you can go and carry a gun and know where you cannot go and carry a gun. I don't like gun-free zones, but they exist. And know what's the penalty. What is the penalty if you are caught carrying in a gun-free zone? It's different for different gun-free zones. I hate them. I wish there were no gun-free zones. But they do exist. And as a responsible citizen, we got to take responsibility, folks. With freedom comes responsibility. Please, I urge you to take responsibility and at least know the laws. And it would also help to take another class to know how to judiciously use force to defend yourself. I've taken Masada Yub's class twice, MAG-40. I've taken it twice. But there are other instructors that are local, probably in your area, that teach self-defense and teach the judicious use of force. Go to those classes. And even if you go to a concealed carry class but never send in the paperwork because it's not necessary in your state, fine, that's a good thing. At least you went to the class and you learned. Here in Texas, it's only a four-hour class. Can you please dedicate four hours of your time Four hours, that's it. And shoot 50 rounds. Just so you can see what you can do, okay? Shoot 50 rounds. So you can see how well 
that you can perform when you're not under stress. And then whatever your results are when you're not under stress, uh, figure about 20% of that is probably what's going to happen when you are under stress and you do have to, God forbid, use your gun in self-defense. I bet 20% of your accuracy is about all you're going to achieve. That's my guess. I've seen a lot of people. I've trained a lot of people. I've competed with a lot of shooters. I've taken training myself. And I've been on the shooting line in classes with a lot of other people. And I see what happens to them when they're under a stress of a timer or an instructor. Even just being under the stress of a timer and instructor, they fall apart. When somebody has no training because you're in a constitutional carry state and you have no training, I just I wonder what's going to happen if they have to use their gun. But I'll say this, though. Please become responsible and at least know the laws of your state and your jurisdiction. I think if you want to be a responsible, law-abiding citizen, I think that's the least you could do. How many of you would agree with me on that? So the next and last topic I want to cover, I want to talk a little bit about some modern survivalism because I do like that. No tinfoil hat survivalism. Keeping it rooted in in common sense. Doing what you can with what you have wherever you are. So here we are, the end of August. And the holidays are rapidly approaching, folks. Are you budgeting for it? Are you being more responsible now so that you have the budget for the holidays? What are you planning? I know you're probably thinking, Bob, Maine, come on. You're talking about the holidays on August 22nd? Folks, Christmas is only a little over four months away. Can you believe that? Just a little bit more than four months. And Christmas is upon us already. So what are you doing? And for some of you, winter's not that far away. Fall's going to come. It's going to go quickly. Autumn's going to be coming through quickly. And then the winter's coming again. Are you preparing for the winter? Most of you, if you were paying attention, you know, those of us here in Texas, we had an awful winter. An awful winter. Some people say it's going to happen again. I think a lot more folks in Texas are going to be much more prepared in a lot of different ways for the winter than we have been in the past. Even here in South Texas and San Antonio, which is uh, my home, my adopted home right now. We had something like 11 inches of snow in a week. And that's just absolutely unheard of here in San Antonio, Texas. Now, you guys know I'm a Yankee. I'm a, I'm a cheesehead from Wisconsin. I was born in New York City, but when I was three years old, we moved to Wisconsin, and I was raised just outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the cold weather. I was raised there. I went to college in that area. So I call Wisconsin my home state, even though I've, I've lived in Texas longer. Wisconsin is still my home. It'll always be my home. Well, I got used to winters there. Winters don't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of Texans because I'm from a wintry state. So I had an idea what to expect, but still, even though I had an idea what to expect, now I've been living in 
Texas for, I guess, 28 years now, or about, no, it's actually about 25 or 26 years, I've kind of gone soft when it comes to winter. So I had to kind of readjust, and when winter hit us here in a big way, I went, oh, yeah, this is like what happened when I grew up in Wisconsin. So in about 24 hours, my uh, my Wisconsin cheesehead Green Bay Packer fan kicked into me when I was down here, and it kind of it kind of was reminiscent of sitting in those games at Lambeau Field with the snow coming down and it's four degrees outside. Hey, I've been to a lot of those games, folks. I've been to a lot of those games at Lambeau more than I can even count. My family has had access to season tickets since, well, probably since the late 60s, but I started going mostly in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. And so it kind of reminded me of sitting there. Uh, I even went down to enemy territory a couple of times and went to some games at Soldier Field down there where the where the dreaded hated Bears play. Sorry about all you Chicagoans who might be listening to my show. Too bad. It's just too bad. We got more championships than you do. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there, Bear fans. And so are you prepared for that? Are you prepared for what might be coming your way? Right now, as I'm talking to you, tropical storms are hitting the East Coast. I have family in New Jersey that uh, have just probably gone through some tropical storms, maybe still going through it right now. So be thinking about what disasters may be coming and how you're going to prepare for them. And even, hopefully it doesn't hit you, but personal disasters may hit you. Maybe it's a loss of a job. Maybe, unfortunately, it's the loss of a loved one. I sure hope not. But we still, we still have COVID hanging around. Maybe in some places getting worse. Uh, I'm not going to get into a whole vaccine and mask discussion. That's not a winnable argument. But I'm just going to say prepare. All right. It's probably not a, not a bad idea to be taking your vitamin C, your zinc, your vitamin D and doing things to keep your immune system healthy. I've been doing that. It's been working very well for me. And um, by the way, I could use your prayers. Keep me in your prayers. Uh, if you listen and download to this show right away, I'm going to say tomorrow I'm going in for a PET scan. Tomorrow, the 23rd, I'm going in for my annual PET CT scan. That's my an annual cancer scan. If you've been following me long enough, you know I'm a survivor of stage 4 lymphoma. Amen. God bless. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for saving me and and for giving me access to great doctors. I got to go to MD Anderson when I had my cancer. Uh, probably one of the top three cancer hospitals in the world. And I am blessed uh, that I had that access. And yeah, the doctors at MD Anderson saved my life. God created the opportunity for me to go there. And they saved my life. So I'm going back there tomorrow. And I'm going to have another PET CT scan. And I'll be reporting back. 
pray that it is going to be all clean. So I prepare for that in my life every day. With all this said, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Please remember, give me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen to this show. Check out the classes that I'm teaching with Ben Branham next month in San Antonio, October in North Texas. Check those out. Do some shopping on my Amazon store. Go to my store. Click one of those product links that you see one of the product links. You can buy anything you want. You don't have to buy that product, but at least go through my product link before you do your Amazon shopping. That helps me out. You don't have to spend any extra money you're going to buy on Amazon anyway. Do it that way. Go to handgunworld.com. You'll be able to find all of this stuff, and I would very much appreciate it. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Read your Bible every day, and I will talk to you again next week. Goodbye.